T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's James and Wiggy on Sports Radio WEEI. I wish he would create the headlines by his play on the field as opposed to what he says and does off the field. I think he needs to do a little more playing, a little less talking. Bell, they take the ball, carry it, give it back to the official, block on the next play, then carry the next play, give him back the ball, that's it, that's your job. Shut up, otherwise. Right, who cares what Shut up says. and dribble. <laughs> All right, so we heard John Mara. Very good job by John Anderson. We heard John Mara, co-owner of the Giants there, Talking about OBJ. Which, Shut up and catch. Which I, I wish he would do more talking, uh, playing on the field and talking off the field. We heard Mike Francesa, I believe this was yesterday, about Le'Veon Bell. And then you heard, obviously, the clip of Laura Ingram from Fox News Channel who said mm-hmm. uh, about LeBron should shut up and dribble. Right. So there was an article, speaking of OBJ, that was in GQ magazine by Mark Anthony Green. And Mark Anthony Green basically came out and talked about Odell Beckham Jr. and how it's pretty much a double standard between white athletes and black athletes. He said, quote, talking OBJ here, I get made out to be some rule breaker. I'm following your rules and your guidelines, but I'm just having fun doing it. It's crazy because you give us a voice and then you want to control how we use the voice. And I've been having questions about it recently because it doesn't make sense to me. It's like you create a monster, but then you don't know how to control it anymore. So then you want to tear it down. It's all backwards and quote. Oh, by the way, Wiggy, Mm -hmm. there's more. Uh, He's asked about uh, the double standard that other athletes such as Rob Gronkowski are immune to. He said, and OBJ said, quote, I watch other players in the NFL be able to go to Vegas and get wild and go on stage and be videotaped and chugging beer or whatever, going crazy. It's like, oh, man, look at how much fun he's having. Look at how he's having a blast. This is amazing. End quote. Uh, he's right about that. He's right about that when it comes to Gronk. That when we look at Gronk, oh, that's just Gronk being Gronk. Right. But I, I, I'll tell you why, Wiggy. Because as you know, Wiggy, perception becomes reality. And the perception, yes, Gronk is a party animal. He did the Gronk cruise and all that. But at the end of the day, he has not one, not two, Wiggy. Mm-hmm. He's got three rings, bro. That's yeah, three more than OBJ. But, but we're we're talking about the double standard, which I think a lot of athletes believe and a lot of athletes feel it, that there is a double standard for white athletes and then there is for black athletes, and a lot of that is created by the media because of the fact that they look at it and go, oh, you know what? OBJ should be a better role model. He shouldn't be out on video at the club hanging out, partying, and he's in the VIP section. Look at him. He's That's just not being a good role model. He should do better. The kids are watching him. But when Gronk's doing it and he's on Shaq's shoulders or he's wiling out, it's, ah, that's just Gronk. He's a frat boy having a good time. I'd love to hang out with Gronk. So why is that? 
I just told you it's because of the a lot of it is because of the race and the way the media portrays the black athlete. You know, oh, he only cares about himself. He's celebrating. That's why he's dancing. We've seen it with Cam Newton in the past. Um, you start to look at it when Cam Newton pulls apart his shirt and he dances and he dabbed in the end zone. It was like, oh, look at him. He's he's a showboat. He's this. He's that. But when Aaron Rodgers does the discount double check belt sign, they give him a commercial. So athletes ask this question is, you know, and they know there's a double standard and, and, and you know, why is that? And I think a big part of it this is... This double check! Right. I think a big part of it is because the media creation and, you know, it's, we, they, you know, they'll hear people talk about it on sports shows and out there, oh, he's got to do better now. When he blows up on the sideline and he hits the kick in that, look at him, he's immature. What a what you know? He should want to do better than that. He should want to be better um, and not do that type of stuff on the sideline. But he also says in this article, you know, race plays into everything, whether you want to believe it or not. Beckham said, "I remember posting a video of me and Tom Brady, and I and I hate to bring him into this, but he's passionate. He cares. Uh, he he wouldn't still be playing." In this league, in the league, if he didn't care for the game the way he did today, he he throws a cup, he yells at referees, he yells at his coaches, and it's he cares that bad. But when Odell does it, it's look at him. He's a sore sport. He's this. He's that. And we've seen Tom Brady on the sideline have many a blowups like a and Bill O'Brien, Josh yeah. McDaniels, and we've seen him have blowups at referees sure. and things of that nature. And that is the and that's what's a big part of this fair, GQ article is, and fair, it's true. Fair enough. I'm with OBJ on that. I think he's right. I think there is a double standard mm-hmm. when it comes to white athletes and black athletes. I, I'm with him all day long. Here's the part of OBJ that I'm not with. And we'll take your calls on this 617-779-7937, is, which is not in the thing that you have. But I went and looked at the article, and I just highlighted this part. He was talking about the catch against the Cowboys on Sunday in football. It was like lightning struck for me. I remember looking on Instagram after the game with the catch and my followers went up like 100K. I was like, this is crazy. And then the next week going into practice, 200K. It was going at a rate that I was like, if you were to ask me five years ago, if I would have had 13 million followers on Instagram, I would have told you, nah, no way I would have 13 million followers. Here's my thing on OBJ that that bothers me. He... Probably right now, well, I think Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the in the world. Yeah, Antonio Brown salad. Right. Okay. I think OBJ being younger than Antonio Brown because he came in the league, I believe, uh, in 2014. Oh, Brown came in the league in 2010. I want to mm-hmm. say. I'll tell you right now. So, so Brown came in the league. Um, after the Steelers won in 08 because Antonio Holmes was there, and then they got rid of him, and then Brown basically took his spot, and so. The thing about Antonio Brown, though, they're both diva wide receivers. So yep. it was T.O. 2010, 2010 for Antonio Brown, 2014 okay, 14 for Okay, Oda. fair enough. So they're both great. Uh, I think Antonio Brown's a little better, but it, uh, we're splitting hairs here. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. My thing about Odell Beckham Jr., where I think the criticism is warranted, and you go back to the season where he and Eli actually made the playoffs – they're getting ready for a huge playoff game against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field in the frozen tundra. This dude decides to take his talents and his mm-hmm. guys to South Beach. They do a photo shoot, which was 
a horrible look. They got blasted in that game. Right. OBJ had like three catches. He was completely a non-factor. He had one catch. He uh, he had four catches for 28 yards. Four ca- So exactly. Right. He was a non-factor. Non-factor. They haven't made the playoffs since. Nope. And my thing about OBJ, and he came out this week and talked about him wanting to surpass Jerry Rice for career reception yards. Mm-hmm. Not receptions, but receiving yards. Right. I think OBJ puts his individual goals ahead of the team, ahead of the greater good. And that's my only issue with him, Wiggy, is that he's more concerned with, I want to surpass Jerry Rice for receiving yards. I want to have 15 million followers on Instagram more than I care about winning. Now, does he work hard? Of course. You know, you know God-given talent can only get you so far. See Jamarcus Russell. You have to work in this league to ultimately put up the numbers he's put up. Mm-hmm. I want to see now, now that he has the talent, mm-hmm. he has, they have the best receivers in the league. Yeah, but he also says he wants to win. He wants to win bad in the same article um, and, and that I care about winning more than anything. He says that, OBJ. Now, granted, he had that situation where he went to South Beach. That was, you know, he was young in his career, his third year in the league. He made that mistake. Players do things all the time. Tom Brady was on this station. We got interviews of him talking about, you know, when he made the mistake. Now, granted, it wasn't during a, a playoff run, but here, we have that audio of Tom Brady talking about when he... Uh, during his third season. Th- during his third season, he left for a bye week. No, that was after the season oh. when I was younger. That was 2002, but yeah, I did. I, I flew out because, you know, I was from California, so when I had off time, that's where I went, and that was... Uh, you know, looking back, there was one time where I was actually injured pretty good, and I decided to do it, and I landed, and then I stayed overnight, and I realized, oh, sh-, you know, I better fly back, and I flew back the next morning because uh, it was a very smart decision. So, um, yeah, you just you you're you know you're younger, you don't have all the experience that you have, and um, you know, like you know, I'm in a point where you know, doing this for as long as I have, I cherish the opportunity that we have, and then. Okay, so, so that you have Tom, so sure. what you have is Tom Brady saying, you know, making, you know, hey, I made a mistake early on in my career. I learned from it. So you now you you hope that OBJ learned from this situation. Now, as far as him saying, you know, he wants to pass Jerry Rice for the all time leader in yards. I mean, good for him. I mean, he's he's confident about that. He's cocky. He wants to okay, be okay. Fair he enough. wants to be the every athlete wants to be the greatest player at that position. How they, about saying I I'd like to deliver. For Cleveland, their first Super but he Bowl. But sa- he said he wanted to. He said uh, he okay. wanted to win. Okay. So, sh- but you got to get to you. You got to give to me in the context of what the question was asked to him. I don't think the guy goes, "Hey, do you want? What do you want to do in Cleveland? What's the most important thing for you when you get to Cleveland?" I don't think he said um, passing Jerry Rice. He probably said, "You know, love to win a Super Bowl." But here's here's my thing, Wiggy. We have a very small sample size. When I say very small, we only have one sample size, right. one game. And prior to that game, as a professional athlete, right. he decided to go down to Miami, take his talent to South Beach, do a really stupid, and I, I don't mean stupid in a good way, I mean bad look photo shoot, Right, comes back before the game, and then they get smacked. Right. So that's the that's OBJ. Then he gets then he negotiates his contract in the media. He gets becomes the highest paid receiver in NFL history. Right. And then the owner of the Giants, co-owner John Mara, 
comes out and says, I wish he would do, and I don't have a problem with John Mayer. John Mayer signs a front of the checks. He said, I wish he would do more playing and less talking. I don't have an issue with that. So what if Odell Beckham would have said, I wish this team would put more pieces and talent around me. I wish John Mayer would uh, use that money and spend it in the right way and not have all these scrabinis out here. Well, he he would be right to say that. Uh, But he would get killed for saying that. But you know what? At least, at least he's coming from, you're right, Wiggy, because it, there he would get killed by the New York media, but you know what? At least he'd be coming from a place where, I'll, I'll admit, I think Dave Gettleman effed up the Giants GM. I think he was stupid for trading OBJ. How do you trade one of the most dying? I never thought that guy, I, I thought his entire career would be based with the Giants. Now you've just basically given Cleveland... A, perhaps a fast track to get back to relevance in the NFL. Well, Let's see what happens. Well, but, uh, but you have now they've got their quote, and I do use the term loosely, franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. Hell, they took him in the top 10 of the draft. You've got Saquon Barkley, and, and you could have had OBJ. And instead, they decided a guy who's just scratching the surface on the prime of his career to trade him away to an up-and-coming team that they don't have to face in the AFC. Why would they do that? Why? Well, well they, they, why would they trade away? Why would they Odell? trade a, a town? Well, the, because there's clearly there was clearly an issue there, right? A, they didn't want to have to deal with whatever headache they felt Odell Beckham was giving them, or B, Odell was like, I don't want to be here no more because I feel like you know this is not a good environment for me. You know, I'm not able to be, and we've we've they, heard him they, say it. We, hey, he's not able they, to be who he wants to be. They traded him because they felt as though that the giant New York Football Giants, mm-hmm. and, and I think they were stupid. Just so you know, right. I, I'm saying that, but the New York Giants felt they would be a better football team without Odell Beckham Jr. They traded him. Yeah. Okay, so that to me is an that's a that's not bit, a that's not an indictment. That, that's Don't a little bit is. of an indictment of no, OBJ as a winner. He's not a winner. Yeah, but they he's but, the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. He you, looks but, great but on the, Sports uh, Center. But the NFL is, is different than the NBA. I know it is. But you got to have it's eleven guys I out get there. It. It's it's not one guy. We talked about you know Brady versus Belichick, right? And talked about how you when's the last time you seen diva wide receivers or wide receivers of that ilk winning championships or being on a championship team. It's very difficult in the NFL for one. Odell Beckham could go out there tomorrow, and we saw Tom Brady do it, go out there, uh, catch 10 10, uh, receptions, 200 yards, and three touchdowns in a Super Bowl, and their team can lose. It's not about one player in the like it. You know, a lot of times in the NBA, guy goes that. out there, he could score fifty points. But I just carry my, my, a team. My Do you think because the Giants are like brothers or something? I just want to make sure that Odell Beckham Jr. for me is about what but judge him on. Uh, that's right. Who he is uh, as enough. a person and how he works I, I, and I, how he performs. I want to see and and we were talking about the double standard between white athletes and black athletes. And yes, I and I will go back to this. What OBJ is saying in this GQ article is right. Gronk can go and party his ass off. He can party like a rock star and, and, and as they used to say, hammer like a porn star. But if OBJ does it, he's considered out of control. I get it. He's right. right. So that, he is so, right. So my point is you judge an athlete based on how they, you know, how they prepare physically, how they train, and how they perform on the football field, right? And when you look at o- Odell Beckham, 
He's one, you know, they're all hard workers in the NFL and in all these leagues, but he's one of the hardest workers. He's always prepared. He's always ready to go. He's always in shape. We never have hear any issues about him off the field where he has running-ins running with the law. He had that one issue in Paris, which was blown out of proportion um, when, you know, he was on videotape and it looked like he had a blunt in his hand and he was with some I, girl. I, I don't care about that. Right. I but, don't care but, about but, that. But, but my point is I believe he, it was pizza and Coke, actually. Yeah, it was pizza. Well, you know, that oh, was Coke? Yeah, that's what she, uh, she said. It looked oh. like she had. Okay. So, but it, even like that, right? But, but that, that's but that's the point. That stuff like that, him, you know, gets blown up. Okay. Where if you Fair see enough. other athletes do it. So he talks about that. Um, and the thing that I look at as far as how he puts the work in, how he prepares, how he came back from, you know, his injury. The guy, had, he has some growing up to do, and maybe he's done that. Maybe he's learned from his mistakes. But I don't base saying that, oh, he doesn't care about winning Super Bowls just because he goes out there and goes, you know, I want to be the all-time leading receiver in yards. Okay, I, my, I, listen, my, my thing is I just don't – he has yet to show me that he cares about winning more than he cares about his well, individual accolades team. And, and, and his brand. The Giants I agree. have sucked. I, I, I got that. I'm with you. I'm with you. But they didn't suck the year they made the playoffs. And he, he showed – when. The most uh, they pivotal. did suck the te- yeah they okay, made the playoffs. Well, 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 Eli Manning stinks. Uh, okay, they does. didn't have Shaquan Barkley. Uh, uh, okay, so who's the um, only quarterback to uh, who's there's only two people in this world as a starting quarterback who beat Belichick and Brady in Super Bowl. Right. Eli Manning's one of them. Yeah. It, okay, but you think I, I, Eli Manning is no, really three years before that? No, no, no. I understand that, but I, I, I you know, I listen. No, but, but Eli I'm, what, Manning is one of those quarterbacks. They made the overrated. playoffs, and he decided to take you. Like you can't just overlook that. But nobody's overlooked that. We we've said that okay. that was a mistake that he made. Right, that is but, an indictment on him. But you don't base that. You don't base that on who he is. Well, you don't say, oh, because he made that one mistake, he doesn't care about winning. Six That's one what you se- said that week he didn't. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. That week he didn't care. Maybe about that, maybe that week. Oh, it's a playoff game. I don't think he didn't care about winning. I think what he did was he's probably like, okay, it's a Tuesday, my day off. It's not like he was in Miami on Saturday night, the night before no. the game. Well, it, it certainly didn't help out with his preparation. Sean in Boston. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, guys? I just want to build on a point that uh, Wiggy made. Now, there is a double standard, but I think the double standard come more on a point from people see the money that they make mm-hmm. and they figure, okay, they make this money, they have to do what I think they should do. An athlete should not have to go home and sit in the closet and then only come out when it's time to play based upon people's feelings. Uh, you know, you see it a lot in this market. You know, you see it with David Price. You saw it with Kyrie Irving. I was like, it's going to come to a point where we can't get anybody to well, come well, here. Well, what, do we, what, what do we see with David Price? David Price has been a D. David Price, like, what do we see with him? He's the one who brought this on himself. He's the <laughs> one who ambushed Ack outside of team plane. Yeah, yeah, but it's a baseball player. Y'all know what y'all signed up for. It's part of the program. Nobody's perfect. I think he's saying, I think Sean's saying is like the the double standard, right? The double standard exists, and it's like it's it's highlighted a little bit more from the media when it's a black athlete that has an issue. And, 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 And I talked about it. I said if that was Chris Seale and he maybe had an issue with Dennis Eckersley, does it get blown up as big as it did for David Price? I think it would have. I, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, I, think I, I mean, I, I would say that maybe there's a chance it doesn't. Maybe there's a chance that it, it does. But it does go into the fact of how people feel about certain athletes. Sure. All right. But race does have uh, but, something to play in the no, pot. I, I, I will say this. The city of Boston, New England, and specifically the Celtics, 
bent over backwards for Kyrie Irving. They did everything right. they could to make him happy, and he still wasn't happy. Uh, you're, you've made Eastie somewhat famous. Dennis in East Boston wants to chime in did on I? LBJ. Wiggy, I think, listen, I think you, as a performer professional athlete, Mark, you're in the news, maybe you guys sometimes lose perspective of the average fan, the average Joe driving the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. This is the issue. No one has, at least as far as I can tell, and I've never talked to anyone, I've talked to tons of football fans, there's no problem with Gronk being white, OBJ being black. OBJ just sort of acts like a punk. Gronk hasn't done anything. When he does his little party... Well, Gronk did act like a punk last year, though, Dennis. He did did last... What did he do, Mark? What did he do? He came back and dominated. No, no, I know, but but when you said... Does he he cry to the refs every play? No, 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 no. Over a little kicking thing Dennis, let me me finish. Dennis, let me finish. When he did that... uh, uh, motocross press conference last year in Foxborough, and he was he was compl- being a complete d bag in he the was, middle of the summer. Yep. No, 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 no. Draft weekend, but, Dennis. So it wasn't the middle of the summer. But Dennis, we've seen Gronk have some issues, and and, right. and, and and Mock brought up the the incident in Buffalo where he speared the guy on the back, back when he was laying down. We obviously know about when he threw. Yeah, he threw the, but that mistake. wasn't middle of the we, summer. We, that was the draft weekend. Crucified, and he got crucified. You guys crucified remember, for that. He, he didn't did. get no, he no, no. wrongfully I, crucified, and they said it was because he was white. Well, I don't think he was wrongfully and crucified. And the guy no. on the ground was black. No, I don't that think he got the discussion. I don't How think he got. I don't think that. he got crucified for that. Then he had the incident where he, he threw the coach. All they talked where, about where he threw the where, where he threw the coach player out of the club. That that situation, which I was all for that because hey, listen, you want to talk, you get thrown out of the club. And when he did that to the guy in Buffalo, I was one of the first people saying, "Hey, listen, you know what? Is it a cheap shot? Is it a little bit dirty? Yeah." But well, you, you and he, I got into it on the on TV. I, 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 there. Said, I, I said remember that he was frustrated from all the things but, that were going on. But, and but, he made but a you mistake. thought you thought he should only have been fined. I, yeah, thought I don't he think should he should have been suspended. All right, at least you at least you doubled but, down on that. At but, least you, at least you stick to your gun because I thought he should have been suspended a couple games. But for there tournament. have been instances. It was a defenseless player. Where there have been instances, and I say it's just like even with Dennis. The first thing he goes, well, Odell's a punk. What has he done? That's a punk. He got into it with Josh Norman on the football field. We've seen tons of players do that before. We see Steve Smith on that. We see black and white players do it all the time. They get into it with another player, and next thing you know, it escalates, it escalates. Think about how many offensive linemen you see do it all the time. It escalates, it escalates, it escalates. Um, We've seen him hit the kicking net, but we see players throw temper tantrums all the time. But the first thing Dennis said was Odell Beckham's a punk. Well, what, what, what has he done that makes him a punk? I, I, the That's de- where the double standing the, the, comes I in. I think maybe the deep receiver behavior. And the one thing that we cannot overstate enough, we'll continue to take your calls on this, so hang in there. But do we ever hear that about, like, jo- do we ever no. hear that about Jordy Nelson no, or no, no, no. Adam Humphreys? Well, they don't, do, they, they don't act like, they don't do that stuff. How do we know? Uh, Jordy Nelson, every time he scored a touchdown, jumped into the crowd. Okay, but that's the Lambo leap when he did it. What's that a, was the Lambo Leap. So what? It's no, a, I don't care about the celebration. I'm talking about winning. Gronk's a winner. Gronk is a winner. But, He's got three rings. But not rings. everybody wins, though. That's I know. the thing. Well, you, that's you the keep thing. going back to Rob Gronkowski. Okay, let's take Gronk out of the situation. You know, let's insert player X. You can't. You base it on Gronk winning. Gronk has been fortunate enough to be on a great team. That's why he's been winning. Well, and uh, to, Odell Beckham. But, if, if Odell Beckham was here, you think he'd win? 
Yes. Okay. So. Well, but it's because Brady Belichick, you have the okay, system. Okay, so that's okay. the thing. But he's he was with Wiggy, the Giants. Th- Wiggy, this team like could win was winning with Tyquan Underwood. So yeah, you could win with anybody here. All right, it's time for trending. We'll get to more of your phone calls on this the other side. Drive home with OMF weekday afternoons two to six. Now here's what's trending on Weei. Uh, trending now, brought to you by the 99 Restaurants. Visit the 99 Restaurants the day after the Red Sox win, which is today, of course. They won last night, 9-4. to four. Kids get a free meal from the kids' menu with every adult entree purchased. The 99 Restaurant, the official family restaurant of the Boston Red Sox. I mentioned Sox got up. And listen to you, listen to me here. I didn't say they won 8 nothing. okay? They, they, got up to, they got up to an 8 nothing lead. They won 9-4. to four. So listen, don't hear what you want to hear. Listen to the whole thing, people. They beat the Rays last night 9-4. to four. What Was it back-to-back dongs by uh, J.D. Martinez and then was it Benny Biceps? After yeah, Benny. That? Yeah, don't call him Benny Biceps. He's well, not. He's, his biceps aren't that big. Well, that's his nickname, yeah, right? Well, Benny th- Biceps. Yeah. That's his sober cat. <laughs> that, I didn't give him that. that. I didn't give him that either. Well, yeah, like you said, Wiggy, when you get a sober cat from me, it's not a good thing. Erod pitched seven innings and struck out six. Catch game two of the three-game series tonight. Chris Sale on the mound. Can he make it two in a row? Joe Kostig, Josh Lewin will have right here on the WEEI Red Sox Radio Network pregame at 610, game at 710. Patriot players set to report to training camp tomorrow ahead of the first scheduled practice Thursday, 915 to Foxborough. Do you feel like just getting out there and hitting someone? I feel like getting out there. I don't know about hitting somebody, but I definitely feel like, you know, I heard Christian Fourier talk about this yesterday. Is like when this time comes rolling around August, it's like I'm missing something. So what? So so let me I don't I don't I don't miss the running test. I know no, but I feel like I should be so, getting ready to go out there and and be part of a team. So what do you, is that what you think Gronk's feeling right now? Oh hell yeah, yeah, I do too. Hell yeah, he'll be back but at in least October. He, at least if he wants to like scratch that itch, he can do it. I can't pick up the yeah. phone and say, "Hey, Bill, any chance yeah. I can come well, back and play?" When the, when Brady calls, he'll answer. Uh, six members of the Patriots start the camp on the pup list, including Sony Michelle, Al Horford, and the Dan Patrick Show. That the Celtics tampering accusations against the Sixers are, co- a quote, kind of ridiculous. There's reports that, that Philly tampered with Horford before he signed there in June. I think it's just sour grapes by the Celtics personally. And Marcus Smart has been added to Team USA. He will join Jalen Brown on the training camp roster. And that is what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. More of Wiggy and James after this. You're locked in to the WEEI. WEEI. Sports Radio Network. Sports Radio Network. Mm-hmm. So him having a personal goal, the only thing that he could control, we're here to say, shame on you for having that personal I'm goal. not saying shame. Or that he's just, preoccupied with being selfish. But I think what Skip is alluding to, of all the sports, he could have played golf. He could have played tennis. Right. He chose a team sport, but he wants to be an individual. If you love the NFL, it needs more NBA players, or it's going to end up like the MLB. Which is old, stagnant. You need personalities. This is entertainment. And I think people like Odell Beckham Jr., though they are rare, they're really special. That's Mark Anthony Green who stopped by. Uh, what's the show? Oh, not. not uh, One of those clips from Coward, one's from Undisputed. Undisputed. That was the show I couldn't. Yeah, The Herd with Colin Coward and Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip right? Bayless. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls on this, 617-779-7937. I agree with the last thing he said, that uh, that the NFL, I, he, nobody, Major League Baseball, in their biggest pipe dream, 
could only have a player who moves the needle as much as OBJ. They wish they could have someone like OBJ. They don't. They, they, and, and Wiggy, that's the problem. Uh, if Mookie Betts had one fraction of the charisma of OBJ, mm-hmm. baseball would be a lot better to watch. Just saying. Yeah, well, they gotta. They would have to let them act that way. The problem is... Oh, baseball's not holding them back. But it, I don't know. Even if you wanted charisma, look at Stroman. He does one fist pump to the to the Red Sox dugout, and Eck talks about it, you know. So who knows if these baseball, you know, these baseball people out there... Well, Rob were, Manford's quoted saying that they wanted Mookie Betts. Each player got a chance to do their own video channel. Mookie Betts, his schedule, he wanted nothing to do well, with Well, no, I mean, no, but I'm talking yeah. about... The thing about OD, o, uh, OBJ, or why we know, is because of their personalities on the football field. When Mookie Betts hits a home run, is he going to be able to pimp it and celebrate and dance? And he all- should. He oh. should be able to. So and, and somebody that, would complain in baseball. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the part of the unwritten rules of right. tradition. Don't and, do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jay you Providence. Home run? That's great. Hey, Jay, what's up? Hey, guys. What's uh, up? I just have to chime in on the whole OBJ thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, for one, like you guys were saying, he was stuck in New York, so it might come off that he's a me type of guy. But that team was bad. And I think the year that they made the playoffs, Without him, they don't make the playoffs. He kind of carried the team. I really can't remember anyone else on that team, to be honest with you, other than OBJ and uh, whatever. Yeah, he had. A, he was a huge part of their success. Yeah, he was. It would, if, like you said, if it, yeah, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't even make the postseason that year. He caught. Absolutely he caught. Not. He had over a hundred receptions, and I mean, he was he was on fire. It was like, but I mean, when OG when OBJ came into the league, we were like, man, this 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 is a bad dude right here. And mm-hmm. we we talk about this double standard, but we see it, we know it. I mean, we shouldn't run from the fact. It's just it is there, and I think a big part of the problem is the media portrayal. They're the ones at the 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 forefront of pushing the double standard Michael and Walpole what's up Michael Michael uh you falling asleep at the wheel not a good thing Danny and Dorchester's up next hey Danny hey what's going on hey what's up man Jermaine Wiggins what's going on what up what's going on not much I went to the Burke High School played against you okay there you go. I hope you beat them. Yeah. Did you beat them? Did you beat them? Nah, I don't think the Burke beat us. They had nah, a good we, play. We, 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 beat, we beat them once, but they beat us when they counted with at the state championship. Yeah, the Burke had this good player named Bunny Jefferson. Talk about jump out of gym. That boy could jump yeah. out the gym. Yeah, my cousin is Jeff Green. Okay. Um, all my boys, Jamal Jackson, yep. John Williams, all my people. All right. There <laughs> we go. Jesus, unbelievable. I don't know if you can say that, Uh, Danny. I I, I, I mean, Danny, seriously, you didn't have to go there. All right, Mike in East Long Meadow (laughs) on the 413. Uh, What's up, Mike? Hey, guys, how are you? Good, Mike. This is geared more towards Wiggy, and and I just want to say I really enjoy listening to you since you've been on the air, but this last couple of weeks, I can't imagine. Comparisons and 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 you make them basically because they're black and white and I don't see it. Where did I compare? What are you talking about? Mostly about Price. Price has been a jerk since he came to. Boston. Yeah, but I had not. When we talking Price Eckersley, I never said it was about race. I well, you you've been talking about black and white for the last week. No, we've, we. When, when did we talk about? No, but you just you just brought up. You said if it was I said, Chris Sale. I said if it was Chris Sale, I think people might react differently why, to why, it because there's a double standard. No, no, because you I, mentioned. I, yeah, 
Mark, let me let me at least make this point before you guys shut me off. No, we don't shut you off. Price we let you speak. A, Price has been an idiot since he came to Boston. Yes. The, the incident that happened with him in Eckersley, I almost blame John Farrell for not interfering there and trying to get right then and there. It kept going and it kept going. So Price hasn't done a thing in Boston. All of a sudden, he plays really good last year. He says, I hold all the Trump cards. Yes, which he did. Are you kidding did. me? Well, he did You're because... Making, well, how did he make all the... Wait a minute, Wiggy. He has been a bust in Boston for the amount of money he's made. He has been a drama queen. He he sulks. He takes forever to pitch. Did he not help the? Did did, was he still have very cold hands and very cold was he, feet? Was he not? A, uh, was he not a major part of them winning the World Series? I didn't. I just said that. He right. finally pitches good for one month instead of two and a half years, mm-hmm. and now he gets a pass. I hold all the cards now. Book, not in my book. Well, not in your book. It, it's because, like I said, and we've talked about this before, but the Eck and Price thing had nothing to do with uh, race. They just hate what, each other. What, what hit with the Eck and Price thing, and I said, if it was Chris Sale, maybe there might be something different. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm willing to bet you that some people might look at it a little bit differently. I'm not going to hide that fact that... Well, here's here's the one guy in this whole that whole situation, not to rehash the whole thing, mm-hmm. but just to bring it up, who for whatever reason... Seem to skate on this in the media and the public. Dustin Pedroia. He was the ringleader. He was the one who egged Price to do okay. it, and Price did it. So to me... And Price but, was wrong for doing right, it. He and, said and, he was but, wrong but for Pedroia doing it. But Pedroia should have gotten as much criticism as Price did. Right, but Price said he was wrong for doing but, it. The but, reason but, why but, people don't like Price is because all the other stuff that but, but happened. But here's the thing. The Fortnite stuff. I, I, I will tell you. You got two rules, Chief. I think, I think Pedroia is a miserable little runt. Okay, he's a miserable little run, and I can't wait till he's gone. And I think he was the one. Now, Price, to his credit, had the balls to do it to X face because I can tell you something right now. He wouldn't do it. Pedroia wouldn't do it to X face because mm-hmm. X would smack him like a little bitch. He throws three pitches in the time it takes David Price to throw one. I'm telling you. So, so you know, he know Pedroia would never step to X the way Price did. That's all I'm saying. I'll leave it at that. Gary and Coventry, what, what do you got to say on OBJ? Hi, fellas. Two things. Uh, I think people are forgetting, like, o- OBJ has a different type of confidence. Both his parents are Division One athletes, mm-hmm. both from LSU. I'm pretty sure his mom was a, a sprinter in track, yes, track and his dad was a football player. Mm-hmm. So his confidence is totally different than a lot of other people. There's not many other people probably in the NFL that can say both the parents were Division One athletes. So uh, you're right. You're right. By playing, the way, great point. That's like Steph Curry's, uh, his parents too at Virginia Tech. You're right. That's a good point. Exactly. So, like, when you have that kind of intense, I think uh, we'll be a different type of person. Yeah, Gary, yeah, you're, you're, you're you're cut out. You're cut out. Uh, all right. So, uh, we got to get to this too, Wiggy. We uh, talked. You're not going to take Albert Rhode Island. Wants to choke. Uh, me. Uh, all right. Real just, quick. Just don't choke me, Albert. But we'll let you talk, Albert. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, how you doing, guys? I mean, Wiggy, I mean, you get this reaction out of people because it's it's clear you're, you're purposely speaking a certain way. Uh, maybe Odell was one of your boys, so you got to defend him. But he is actually. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Odell fan. I like Odell. I wanted him. Yeah, so, yeah. So, exactly, so you can't. Yeah, of course, you did because now you're showing you nothing about you know nothing about football. The year the Giants went to the playoffs, I'm a Giants fan. Okay. The only thing they did right in the last 10 years is get rid of this clown. Mm-hmm. When they went to the playoffs, you want to talk about his receptions, his yards, right. 
When he went to the playoffs, hey, Ricky, what did he do in the playoffs? He had he four do? four catches for 28 yards. Non-factor. Yeah, non-factor. he was not good. Ricky, what did he do in the playoffs, Wiggy? What no, did he I told do? you. Four catches okay, for 28. He was a clown. He was a clown. He dropped a touchdown in the first drive. He dropped the first down in the second drive. That's right, he, he did. He did. Midget. He's, he, he, he had a tirade. He, he had a horrible. Baseball. Mm-hmm. You don't ever compare baseball to football. Football, there's a thing called degenerate gamblers. Right. And there's a thing called compulsive fantasy football players. You will never, ever, ever see the drop in fantasy football that you have in baseball. You don't need divas and clowns like Odell Beckham and Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson. Are these idiots are there or not, people will still be, still be putting money over the counter at Twin River to gamble. And they still look, it's an entertaining game. And fantasy football is what rules the sport. All right, Albert. Uh, so we got. He said he wanted to choke me. He said he wanted to choke you. I, yes. I, I was waiting I to hear. Him, don't choke me, Albert. I, I, I was waiting to hear that. All right, the NFL. Time to breathe when you're getting choked. Makes a suspension on a player mm-hmm. retroactively from something that allegedly happened two years ago. Folks, I can't make this up. This is not the National Enquirer or some gossip magazine tabloid trying to sell issues in a grocery store uh, checkout line. This actually is happening in real time. We'll get to that next. This is the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Standout defensive tackle Jaron Reed, one of the more disruptive players up front, not just in the Seahawks, but in the NFL, is being suspended six games for a violation of the NFL's personal conduct policy. He uh, had his appeal come back on Friday. It was denied. This was from an incident in 2017. It has been, of course, several years since this first came to light. Uh, it was written about locally, but really didn't gain much traction nationally involving Jaron Reed and a woman uh, near the Seahawks facility. He was not arrested. He was not charged. He was found culpable by the NFL, one of the best defensive linemen, certainly one of the best young defensive linemen in the NFL, off the field for the first six games of the 2019 season. All right, that was Ian Rappaport on the situation with Seahawks defensive lineman Jaron Reed, who was not arrested, was never charged after being investigated a couple years ago by uh, a woman who claimed at 3 a.m. in Bellevue, Washington, that Reed assaulted her. Mm -hmm. And so after further deliberation, they'd found no reason to charge him. But the NFL, two years later, yep, no proof whatsoever. So they're not going to, they have no proof on Jaron Reed. You get six games. You have, like, even though you don't have proof, but at least you have a three-year-old boy with a broken arm, Tyreek Hill, you get nothing. The NFL continues. The National Failure League does it again. Well, what did you call him? Fidel Goodell? Fidel Goodell, the dictator. Yeah, well, it, we, we talked about this at length uh, um, when this whole Tyreek Hill thing broke, and now you're seeing it here. And, and, and when you think about it, I guess this kid is a pretty decent player, right? No, he was out of Alabama. He had ten and a half sacks last year. He's so really you, good. You you ask the question, you know, he gets suspended for six games. You you should, we all know, we've said this before, that Tyreek Hill should have got something, right? We don't know what the suspension is. Everybody could have been different, but he should have been suspended. So why do you not why do you suspend this guy? And we clearly know that Goodell does not need 
uh, a criminal, uh, like, uh, like we don't. He doesn't need a case to go to court, and you have to be found guilty to make his. Well, here's decision. the thing, Wiggy. Not only was there never a case that went to court, he was never arrested. He was never arrested. Right. He they investigate, and why are they doing this two years later? That's the thing that, and we and we know you don't need dub- to be arrested for Goodell to suspend you. So the, the NFL is playing the game of double jeopardy here. They're trying this guy twice in the court of public opinion where he already skated by the law and there was no proof that he assaulted this woman two years ago. So now they're going back and trying him again and saying you're suspended for nearly half the year. Are you kidding? The NFL. Here's yeah, I don't what, get this one. Like, Here's what needs to happen, and I don't know who it's got to be. And with the new collective bargaining agreement, which is up in two years. It's got to be the players. Well, I don't know if the play- They need an arbitrator. They no, need, no, no. They, they, need, need, they need to they take need, the power away from Goodell. Well, they need an arbiter to decide on punishment with players because this ish, it makes no sense whatsoever. So let's go through the whole gamut again of suspensions. Ray Rice initially was given two games right. for knocking out his fiance Janae. Then he was blackballed when Harvey Levin, not Roger Goodell, Harvey Levin made him accountable. Because we saw we saw video oh, yeah, smoking tape of that. Right. So we know, okay, yep. boom. Okay, so there but but again, he had the tape for whatever reason he didn't it was on his desk and he never watched it for months. It's his job to watch it, but for whatever reason he never watched. Okay, sure, we believe that. Ezekiel Elliott, little evidence against him with his situation with his ex-girlfriend. He got six games. Greg Hardy, initially. But think about this. Like, you have to, like, you have to talk about each, like, a little bit about each. Oh, I'm going to. The Ezekiel Elliott thing, that girlfriend, that stuff happened when he was at Ohio State. It did, but it also, some, some stuff happened after his rookie season. Yeah, he had the incident where he pulled the girl's top down. That's right. Right, but the incident that happened with his girlfriend happened while he was still at Ohio State. Right, well, which the NFL has proven that you can do stuff in college and they can make you accountable for. So he got six games right. on that. Greg Hardy, for beating the hell out of his ex-girlfriend, throwing her on a bed of guns, you can see the bruises if you Google them right now. He had ten games, which which wasn't long enough. Well, and then that was yeah, reduced to four. Right. Then it was, but he played. It yep. was reduced to four games, which is the same amount that Tom Brady got for deflating, allegedly deflating footballs. They had no proof on that. Jameis Winston, three games for physically groping a female Uber driver, even though no charges or arrests were made. Jimmy Smith, four games for, quote, evidence of threatening and emotionally abusive behaviors by him toward his former girlfriend that showed a pattern of improper conduct. Kareem Hunt. Suspended eight games by the NFL for violating the personal conduct policy. I mentioned Brady and drumroll. Jaron Reed suspended six games for an assault and allegation when a woman reported to police, but Reed was never charged or arrested two years ago. Well, and another thing, too, is when you think about a lot of the domestic violence cases, um, uh, the, a lot of the times the women cooperate, right? And so when they do cooperate, maybe they cooperate with the NFL because obviously the NFL is going to be picking up the phone and calling and saying, hey, what happened to you? What did he do to you? That kind of thing. And that uh, plays into, you know, probably Goodell's decision. But when you look at some of these decisions that he makes, because they then put the new rule in after Ray Rice, right? Where if you had a 
domestic violence incident, it was minimum six games is what I thought that new rule was after that whole Ray Rice situation. But obviously it's not C. Tyreek Hill. Jimmy Smith, right, right. But so. I think if they if you, they find out that you've done something wrong and you and you have something that they figure is domestic violence, we talk about uh, Jaron Reed, but we don't really the Tyree Kill situation. It's still mind blowing to you know not understand how he couldn't get at least one game, at least just from him saying, you know, you should be scared of me. Or, or you should feel uh, like I would think two, well, two, right. whatever it is. But right. you should, he should at least, uh, yeah, should have been suspended it's for that. Right. And, and, and which is exactly what they did to Jimmy Smith, who got four games for quote evidence of threatening and emotionally abusive behavior toward his ex, showing a pattern of improper conduct. I think the audio we have of Tyree Kill was quite a pattern of improper conduct stemming from a situation that whatever happened when he was back at Oklahoma State, I don't know. All I know is this, that the NFL stands for National Failure League because, but I think again, they dropped the I, ball. They I dropped say, the ball. I would say it's Goodell, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of so, course it is. So... You know, when you tie, I guess you could tie them both in the NFL and get and Roger Goodell. But I would, when I when you say it, I would say Roger Goodell. He is the main reason on why we're sitting here and we're scratching our heads with all these suspensions. And we look, why is this guy suspended for this amount of games and this guy isn't? That I think has to be one of the big things on the table uh, for the new CBA oh. that the players have to really push is taking that power away from him and maybe, like you said, there be this uh, 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 group. Never going to happen, Wiggy. And let me give you this statistic. You ready for this one? Uh huh. Drum roll, John. Let's get a drum roll on this one. Can't pull up the drum roll. Well, wait, 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 wait. This is good. This is good. The highest paid player so far in NFL history is Peyton Manning. He grossed $248.7 million in his Okay. Play. All right? Roger Goodell's. Very nice. Go. Ready for this? Roger Goodell. Now, remember I said Peyton Manning, 248.7. Roger Goodell's total projected lifetime salary through 2024. Mm-hmm. $525.4 million, over half a billion dollars. I know, but what does that have to do with taking the power away from him? What I'm saying is that this guy is going to make more than double of what the highest paid player, net, which makes no effing sense. Well, I mean, whatsoever. I understand that. They, no, if no, you're the no, players' no, union, it's the, about taking listen, the power away from him. This is through 2024. I know, you, but you, you can't take Well, It won't be done. Why? It will not because it won't. The NFL owners won't allow it. Yeah, but it's a CBA, so no, you, no. But the owners won't allow it. I know, but they have the power. No, no, no. The power is going to be between the negotiation, right? But they will not allow it. Well, if you if the players and the now pl- Wiggy, the players folded like cheap tents ten well, years I think ago. That, that was fold ten again. years, but I think that's ten They're years. They're all ago. about the money now. They don't want to make sure they. Well, don't we're going to find out, right, but we'll I think out. they realize now that you know the the reason why because it's been talked ten years ago. Did we talk about Goodell and the way he he wielded that hammer ten years ago? No. Okay, so back then the players that really wasn't an issue. Yeah, he can have the power. I mean, we don't really deal with him anyways. Now. We've been talking about for the last two or three years, Roger Goodell. Five, six years. Whatever, right? But we've been talking about how he wields that power. He does what he wants. Players now don't like it. So going into these negotiations, players got to be saying to themselves, uh uh, this has to change. And they ultimately, they have more power than the owners. 
if they can come together collectively because without them, there's no there's no brand, there's no money, there's nothing. If can they you decide- imagine career earnings by the time his contract ends in 2024, 525. Well, isn't he like the million. highest paid player in the league right now? Doesn't he make like 40 million or something like that? Oh, what, yeah. What's yeah. his salary? No, it's it, that's, ridiculous. no it's, it's, that's exactly it. All right. We got to get back to this next. Uh, the great debate. Brady or Belichick, who's more responsible for Ooh. the Patriots' success? 617-779-7937. Light them up. We'll get to who me and Wiggy think. We want to know what you think. 617-779-7937. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.